you still have to have social media and the content because that is part of just the foundation that brand needs. But when you get into the event side of things, that's where you have the ability to be really creative and place influencers. Welcome to the Peak City CBD Podcast. Real life CBD stories, interviews with experts and the science behind making, using and enjoying CBD. Now here's your host and chief chemist of Peak City CBD, Matt Weschler. Hey everybody, good day. This is Matt Weschler and welcome to the Peak City CBD Podcast. Today with us we have a great guest, Taylor Shear from Shear Media. And we have our awesome co-host, Joe. Hello. Excellent. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Taylor. So Taylor's uh, remote with us. She's coming in via phone from Miami, Florida. That's where you are today, right, Taylor? I know you get around quite a bit. Yep. Yep. Down in Miami today. Excellent. Excellent. So just to kind of kick things off a little bit, Taylor, maybe can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, absolutely. Sheer Media is a marketing agency based out of Miami. Our focus is largely around CBD, really utilizing not only digital, but also influencers and event activations. As we all know, marketing is a little bit different and trickier for these CBD brands. So we kind of go more boots on the ground activation style, especially with these CBD brands. Clients all over the U.S., but our company is based in Miami. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor, you and I, we work together uh, in the in the CBD marketing space a little bit. When I got into this, I learned some of the challenges of, of marketing CBD. Would you want to touch on that a little bit? Some of the challenges yeah. that people face? Yeah, absolutely. So CBD, as it's kind of becoming a more popular sort of product, all the legalities are changing around it from the actual sales perspective all the way down to marketing. So a lot of people who start CBD businesses or are kind of within the industry realize what they can and can't do from the website perspective and sales perspective and legality. But all of that can be completely up to standard. And then on the marketing end, that's always separate. So you always have to be really aware of what's going on and what the new laws are and what you can and cannot do. So for most other industries, it's it's really popular to be able to utilize paid advertising. So be able to utilize Google, Facebook, Instagram, and put money into creating traffic and having these ads up. Unfortunately, for CBD brands, there's just such heavy regulation on this process. So you can't put in that paid advertising spent onto Facebook and be able to boost your brand. So it's coming up with creative avenues on that money that you would have spent to see a certain return. Uh, what can you do to kind of make up for that since, you know, the industry is so regulated. So that's where you have to get a little bit more creative, whether it's with your marketing team or an agency. It's really challenging. I mean, when I started to get into it, it was weird to think that you couldn't just go buy a Google ad in this industry. They just won't let you do that. So just like Taylor said, you, you can't do Google AdWords. You you can't boost an Instagram post or a Facebook post. It's really, it's a weird thing, even though CBD is legal, hemp is legal. And, and because of the 2018 farm bill, there's so many strange things about the industry and the regulations around it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of people get things so confused and it comes down even sometimes to a state level when you can say CBD versus hemp, even on the advertising side of things or saying that it medically works or it's proven. It's just all of this verbiage. You have to be so careful because what could in your mind be just like a little slip up. You're not even thinking when you're writing your post or putting out an article. It's like that can actually really come back and uh, bite you a year later when, you know, somebody comes after you and says, hey, this is completely illegal. So it's, it's just a crazy industry and time to be in. 
What are some of the examples of advertisers that would like be not following the rules? Like if you see an ad for CBD and they do these things, does it like, you're like, oh, that's illegal. You can't do that. So, I mean, it, it is tricky because a lot of people try and sort of quote cheat the system in terms of they try and find ways around it. For example, they'll have influencers who do a post who then boost the post and they give them money for paid ads and they make it maybe about the venue versus the actual CBD, but they're still kind of plugging the CBD in. So technically all of these things are still illegal, but there's so much ads going through Facebook and going through Instagram that sometimes things slip through the cracks when it's not so in your face like hey here's a product and we're posting and we want to run an ad around it but eventually it will get shut down you know and then people just create a new page and then a new page and a new page it gets to a point where instagram or facebook will just be done with you and we'll block we'll block your page or we'll block the agency from creating any more pages same thing with google you know get to a point where they'll just like completely shadow ban your website but there's certain ways that you can definitely quote cheat the system it's just how long long it will last. So when you see those ads that have CBD in it, most likely they found some way to utilize another product that's in that same post or a venue or a location and kind of run the ad around that and then just happen to plug that CBD product in there. So we were mentioning, we were talking before you got on the call about how I'd recently listened to an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast and he spent the first five or six minutes talking about a CBD oil product that he loved Would that be considered influencer marketing or is that just a paid ad on his podcast? So the term influencer has evolved so much over the past few years and, you know, everyone has their different definition for it. For me, there's kind of two sides to an influencer. One is the traditional influencer, which is this Instagram, Facebook, I guess now TikTok sort of person that has a large following who's immediately plugging products on there. And then you have more of these quote real life influencers who are more so your TV show hosts and are on radio and have podcasts and have like a large following. And it may not be the traditional social media influencer, but I I personally would consider both of them within the influencer marketing realm. It's just kind of two sides of that. You, you mentioned TikTok, Taylor. Is that is that something that you're starting to work on or have worked on? Uh, that's, I mean, it's really unregulated right now, and it's definitely up and coming. It's been a lot of the time lately that I've put into research has been towards TikTok just because the platform is exploding. But the audience on there is just not the right audience for most brands, especially yeah. CBD brands, as there is an age limit on there. So you want to have people that are typically above the 21 plus age group and TikTok's just not catering to that right now as much as there is such heavy influence on there and so many people moving towards that platform it's not necessarily the right platform for for brands like CBD companies. I have to imagine so much of your research is around what people are searching for like what's trending what are people interested in and how do you make sure you serve up the information that people are looking for. What's what's kind of trending right now when it comes to CBD oil? What are the searches that people are doing? What kind of topics are they interested in hearing about? 
Yeah, absolutely. So it's really changed recently because, I mean, when I got into marketing on the CBD side of things a few years back, it was not nearly as popular as it is today. So it was more so like, what is CBD is really what people were searching a few years back. Mm -hmm. And that's become so different recently where it's way more like, what are the benefits of CBD or what are the differences between these two CBD oils? People are way more interested in the educational of comparing brands and actually medical research and quality of product and where it's being tested now as they have more of a baseline education of really what CBD is. Now it's like, how do we decide what brand to purchase from or what's the differences between these brands? What are they going to actually do for me? So I think it is a really good thing that, you know, the searches have swapped to being way more diving into the quality of the product and where they get them tested. But it definitely makes a higher standard for the brands that are selling the products. And Taylor, like, so like uh, if I wanted to have uh, Kim Kardashian, for example, uh, do a, do a post about, Peak City CBD. What would I have to drop to get her to, to do something? Oh goodness, you're you're looking at like a ten year marketing budget. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think that's yeah. an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, it, influencers of that level who are digital and real life influencers are are crazy. There's been some research uh, and articles written about like the Beyonce's and the Kim Kardashian's and all of those how like some of their posts even have warranted like a million dollars or half a million dollars just for a single post. And when it comes down to it, I'm the first one to say I personally don't think it's worth it, but people will do as they wish. I I go way more the micro influencer route, especially for, for smaller brands. Do you find that it's effective or strategically beneficial when looking for an influencer to find somebody that fits inside of what the brand that you're talking about? Like if there's an obvious connection or does it, does it have an opposite payoff if it feels very random? Like all of a sudden Will Smith thinks you should play with a, a Nerf gun. Is, that, is yeah. that something that doesn't pay off as well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that it's always good in any form of marketing in any industry to really, you know, do a lot of research and tests just because even though you may have five other CBD brands that are at your same price point and something's worked for them, it just may not work for you. It's really trial and error. So I always recommend kind of going multi-approach routes. So having an influencer who's super CBD-based, who worked with CBD brands and have become known as somebody who is holistic and focused on wellness and is known for recommending good brands and seeing if that performs well, as well as maybe somebody who's way more into food and beverage and then they talk about the benefits of adding CBD into their daily juice or smoothie. And that's really out of the norm for them to be posting. But sometimes having that differentiation, you know, kind of catches people's attention versus the typical uh, content that they're putting out. So I always recommend kind of going on both sides of things and seeing what performs best for your brand because unfortunately, if there was a secret sauce, everyone would be doing it, but it changes brand per brand. And one of the other things that you do really well, Taylor, and we work together on is you're really great at like organizing people and events and things like that. So maybe can you touch on some of the cool events and uh, things that you've done recently? Yeah, absolutely. So 
We do a lot of events. Last year we did about 55. We'll be doing around the same this year. So they really range, but kind of what I'm the biggest advocate for is being the most untraditional agency out there. So yeah, you still have to have social media and the content because that is a part of just the foundation that brand needs. But when you get into the event side of things, that's where you have the ability to be really creative and place influencers and get different type of content that you would versus just studio shots. So stuff that we've done specifically with CBD is we've done some like yoga and wellness events with CBD massages afterwards. I've done some CBD infused cocktail competitions, some dog and pet brunches where we kind of build in CBD. So it's stuff that's uh, a little bit different, especially for people who typically are maybe not so keen on CBD or don't know the different ways that you can utilize it. Like, for example, for myself, if I take the drops of oil, it, it really doesn't have that much of an effect on me. So if that was the only thing that I was aware of, I probably wouldn't be a CBD fan. However, like the creams and the pain relief, that is where I'm a huge advocate and fan of CBD. And I always keep it in the house and whenever I go get massages, I always use CBD cream. And um, so for people who aren't aware that these things are out there, having these sort of events and activations are really good for exposure as well as the content and influencer side of it. So like for Peak City, some of some of what you've helped with is getting us into running some events and also having influencers available there at the event, maybe multiple ones or many that will, you know, post on Instagram or Facebook or whatever about uh, what they're doing and show the brand and stuff like that. So that's where some of the value comes in, where it ties in the event and the influencer. Exactly, exactly. So it just kind of elevates any current marketing that you're doing. So the Instagram and the influencer exposure makes it a little bit easier than, you know, if you have 50 influencers at one event, even if they're just doing one story each, it's a lot easier to kind of just send product to one person, have them deal with it versus at the warehouse having to ship out 50 influencer packages and then they get lost in the mail or one says they didn't receive it. And it's just kind of eliminates that nightmare as well. Just because especially as a brand scales and the more influencers they want to work with, uh, honestly, the more headache there is, even on the brand's end. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, you were talking about some of the events that you were doing. Have you noticed any kind of trending things, the ways people like to consume CBD? Is there any kind of out-of-the-box things that surprised you? Yeah, so it's definitely interesting, CBD in the food and beverage category, especially with the legalities surrounding it. So I'm not sure if you guys are aware or not, but there was a huge controversy in New York like six months back about the fact that it's been trending for honestly, probably I would say close to a year now. People love the CBD cocktails. There's been some research done on it and it's not 100% proven, but a lot of people say that having CBD incorporated with alcohol really reduces the effects of a hangover. So, you know, just because it, it's changing kind of the way you metabolize it and your body reacts and hydrates versus dehydrates, a lot of people say if they have their cocktails with CBD oil in it, then they don't wake up hungover the next morning. So based upon some articles being released around that, a lot of people, even to this day, are jumping on the loving the CBD cocktails. It's combining two things that are trendy, these little swanky cocktail bars and CBD oil. But as CBD isn't FDA approved, it makes it a little bit tricky. So individual states are deciding whether they want to allow it or not. So the states that still do allow it are really hopping on that train. But unfortunately, states like New York aren't aren't allowing that anymore. Yeah, I had no idea that it would have been a popular cocktail edition. 
It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You name it. There's a way to take, uh, take CBD. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. People always, you know, add it to everything. It's funny because uh, I have a friend and a client who owns a coffee shop and she actually got into CBD before I even started marketing it. It was like five, six years ago. And she would serve, like she would offer CBD addition into your coffee and lattes. I remember being like, what are, like, what is this? Like, you're going to charge me for oils to add to my coffee. She's like, yeah, like a lot of people actually really like it. And you know, now you look around and it's like every coffee shop has the option to add CBD. Every smoothie shop has the option and it is pretty popular. I feel like whenever I'm at one of these places, I definitely at least overhear one or two people within the hour ordering it as an add-on. So I think as people become more aware of the benefits and the easier it is for them to just add it into their daily routine, more and more trends will be will be popping up. What are some of the strangest ways you've seen people consume CBD? The strangest ways. So I actually, for 420 of last year, there was a CBD infused chef's tasting dinner down here in Miami. So of course, hearing that I had to attend because it sparked my interest in many ways. Right. And the, the whole thing was just bizarre. Like the fact that they like boiled down the CBD oil into butters and then infused it into like, you know, a foie gras dish. It was like, how did we get from CBD oil just being consumed under the tongue just simply into like this meal that you pay $300 per person for? So that was definitely quite a bizarre experience. I will say it was very cool and it was almost like watching a scientist at work, but definitely one of the more odd ways. And then I definitely think it's it's interesting how the pet side of the business is taking off so much as well. I would have never pegged that four years ago, but I, I guess that makes sense. It's it's really it's crazy the way that and like in food and drinks, it may not be it may not be the best way to get the dose of CBD. So like if you're exactly. looking if you're looking for the full benefit and effect, really like the oil under the tongue or perhaps vaping, those are the best like bioavailable ways to get the CBD into your body. But can you, you combine know, the two? Like if you get an old fashioned with CBD, can you just hold it under your tongue for 90 seconds before you swallow each <laughs> drink? That might, that, that, that's possible. New yeah. trend yeah. alert. I like that. Yeah. Or slowly eat the foie gras or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it, it is an interesting thing, but it, it uh, taking it kind of traditionally is probably the best way to actually get the benefits of it. But yeah, there's all these boutique ways and it's cool. It's all good. It's growing the industry and really interesting, but yeah, it's only a benefit to the brands out there just because the more that it's incorporated into all these different avenues, as bizarre as they are, you know, it just brings more exposure to the industry and may be the first time someone's actually seen CBD as crazy as that sounds. I still run across some people here and there who are like, oh, I'm not really sure exactly what it is. So the more ways that it can get out there, it's only going to, you know, affect the industry positively and help it grow. Our chemist at Peak City CBD crafts our products with care, and that means making sure you get the best CBD you can, including all the key components of the hemp plant. CBD is the driver of the bus, but the terpenes are the more important VIP passengers. What are terpenes? They are plant compounds that help CBD work in your body. The way CBD and terpenes work together is called the entourage effect, so rest assured, when you're taking Peak City CBD, you're grabbing some sweet CBD and terpenes that will benefit you. Sweet. Learn more at peakcitycbd.com.
at Peak City, we're kind of, we're, uh, Taylor knows this, I'm sort of geeked out in the chemistry and stuff like that of, of it all. And so we're, we're working at other ways to kind of increase the effectiveness of the CBD by adding extra terpenes and other cool stuff like that. And who knows, maybe we'll get it into some, some drinks and whatnot too. But so yeah, there's any number of ways to take CBD. That is, that is for sure. With the number of searches, you mentioned earlier that the search is changing from what is CBD to like, how do I find the best CBD and quality of products, comparing products? What have you noticed in the influencer space has been successful ways for people to explain some of the, what I feel can be overwhelming complications of understanding how to use and consume this product well? Yeah, so I think one of the the better collaborations I've done with a CBD brand and influencer was actually with a doctor that was based up in New Jersey, and he did an eight-part series explaining CBD, what it is, what the benefits are, how it's impacted him and his patients, and it was one post every two weeks. So it kind of went over a four-month span, and every other week there was a nice story attached explaining one of eight questions of like either what is CBD or how do you take it or why are you recommending it and it was something that was just really successful because even though he was I I think he was a foot and ankle specialist or something it was coming from a doctor who had credibility and he kind of touched on the opioid crisis and how CBD had affected him in that avenue with some people that he knew was struggling with that and so it was just a really successful coming coming from a doctor and having that broken up series that kept people engaged and answered all the questions they had. Of course, it's a little bit more expensive when you're getting into that many posts, but it was really successful. And if you want to keep it more on the low budget side, something along the same lines of, you know, a series of Instagram stories that they can do that kind of show the process. Let's say they are putting it into a smoothie and that's how they prefer to take it, you know, kind of showing how they do it and the after effects and, you know, explaining it all just because sometimes a simple photo, it does the trick in terms of converting sales for people who already know what CBD is and what it can do, but it's not as much on the educational side. And Taylor, whether it's like CBD or some other industry, your company does all this stuff. You're, you're able to organize the influencers. You actually do the posts, uh, organize events. Uh, you, you get it all kind of going on. It's a full package that you can do for people. Exactly, exactly. So we have great relationships with over like 3,000 influencers of all different niches. So it's not just within wellness or health, but also in the food and beverage and lifestyle. So it's just really, you know, figuring out with clients what their ideal goals are and, you know, budgets and all the nitty gritty. And then, you know, building a cohesive plan around that, whether it's a one-time activation or it's a six-month year-long process there. I have to imagine CBD like a lot of products when they start that are potentially needing approval by the FDA or scientific data to back up things are a bit of a slow roll kind of a product. And I imagine it's changed a lot in the last couple of years. You mentioned some of the restrictions on marketing and the restrictions on pay-per-click advertising. What are some of the big things that could change this year? What are some of the things that you guys are kind of waiting to fall so that you can see some of these restrictions maybe go away and have a yeah. more aggressive approach. Yeah, I mean, I'm always waiting for Facebook to allow ads. That would be the golden day just because we all know that once that happens, it's going to 
perform insanely well and probably have some of the highest conversion rates. I think we're getting into some big political times. That's definitely going to have an effect on it. Uh, just because it is a trickle-down effect from even what the states approve as CBD as a whole, and that kind of has a stronghold on it. So really waiting for the ability to run those Facebook ads and run those Google ads because that's going to be a game-changer because, you know, right now it's so hard to launch a CBD company. You know, people think it's easy going into it because it's super trendy and there's high profit margin and they feel like everybody wants to buy it which all of those things are true. But when you have people that have been in the industry for five years, 10 years, some of them even 15 years, and you've never been able to do Facebook ads, it's really an organic process of growth. So they have 15 years of search history that's helping them rank higher and become more accessible to people who are looking for CBD. So when you're launching these brands, you really have to go a super aggressive marketing route or organically just wait your time to build up to that. So when they drop the regulations of this ads, that's really going to help even the playing field for some of these new big new brands that want to compete with the bigger brands. It's true, yeah. We on one of our other shows we had on uh, Jerry Baldwin, who's the the farmer that where Peak City CBD gets all their hemp from, and he said there's nothing easy and nothing get rich quick about the growing of the hemp, and it's it's true with the CBD as well. It's a tough industry for a lot of the reasons that Taylor mentioned, just the advertising, the limitations. Other things are more expensive than normal, like insurance and banking and all these kind of things. You name it, it's a it's a weird thing. So. Exactly. Even the credit card processing is a mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, I think it seems like things are starting to open up a little bit. And I think like you were saying, Taylor, maybe with the advertising, it'll it'll start to open up a little bit as well, perhaps this year, next year, who knows. But Exactly. So as hosting some of these events that you guys put on, is CBD oil and CBD products, in your experience, been one of those things that are the traditional kind of marketing approach where you, like you got to try it to love it? Do you feel like it's as you demonstrate it, you get a higher conversion rate? Yeah, absolutely. So it's something that, like I said, a lot of people don't don't really see the effects. Or if I'm just going off of personal experience, which I think is the best, kind of one of the best ways to explain it, is if I had put in money and placed an order for just CBD oil, I probably would have never bought anything else in the CBD area just because for me, it's just not one of my favorite things and it doesn't do a lot. But because I've had the opportunity to have exposure to the creams, and I'm a big advocate also of pet CBD oil because my puppy is completely crazy. So it calms her down a little bit. So if I didn't have exposure to these things from the ability that I've had to do events and place products there, I would have really been like, mm, CBD is probably not for me. And I found that quite a bit. A lot of these people, whether it's, you know, first-time consumers who were, you know, too nervous and too overwhelmed, a big thing is being very overwhelmed with how many brands are out there and when they go to purchase like which brand do I trust or what's a good brand so having that you know firsthand experience and being able to try a brand they're going to be if they like it they're going to be loyal for life to that brand because that's the one that they were able to actually try and didn't have to go through the crazy procedure of like searching online and trying to read reviews and figuring it out and for people like myself who maybe you didn't have the best for CBD experience or didn't like the dosage or the quality or the source of the oil or the terpenes when they find a product or are shown a new product that can really convert them into being a purchaser. 
repeat customers are huge. That's what we love and that, that's what's working and you get these good success stories. Part of what we're working on enabling on the website here soon at Peak City is a subscription kind of program, like a subscribe and save kind of thing where, where you can have CBD orders like autofilled and easily get it and probably get a discount while you're doing it. So we want to make it easy for people that love the CBD to continue to get it and know that they're getting it from a trusted source like us. So Exactly. I have to imagine the education component of it is it's such an uphill battle. Like I was trying to think of something that might be an analogy, like probably it'd be similar to think of like vitamins. Vitamins do a lot of good for your body and you might not feel the effects drastically, but yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's one of those things where it's like patience is a virtue. It's true. <laughs> um, it's true. Which humans, and I'm guilty about myself. My patience is, running thin especially these days so when it comes down to it i think educating and being completely upfront with consumers is also a big thing you have a lot of these brands who are kind of tainting the industry because they're like cbd it's a miracle it fixes all your problems it takes away all your anxiety and it's like "Mm," you know like that's typically not how CBD works, and it's much better if you explain to people really how CBD works and what the true effects are and the importance of consistency in taking it and the different ways to take it. And when you're trustworthy, that does a lot more than just like, hey, buy now, it fixes all your problems. I think you do have to give, you got to give it a chance. We recommend that people give it at least a few weeks or a month. You can't just like, like we, exactly. we, give, we give out CBD samples. We have a little sampler pack and it contains about five milliliters in each bottle. And that's really not a lot. And in some ways I, I like the ability to give people samples for sure and have them taste test different things, but you may not see the full benefits of, of that from, from just that small amount of CBD. You got to give it some time. Yeah, ultimately, exactly. it's not it's not just a food product, although some people like it for the taste. It's not just a a product that's a topical cream that you put on, but that's one of the benefits. So I think you gotta you gotta be an educated consumer in this field. It sounds like you sure do. Yeah, there's a lot of different brands, a lot of different varieties, a lot of ways to grow the hemp, uh, a lot of ways to extract it, and you gotta know. Uh, where you're getting it from, make, make sure that whoever you're buying it from, I hope you buy it from Peak City CBD, but uh, you got to make sure that there's uh, testing data available, make sure that it's free of mold, pesticides, has the right amount of CBD in each product that you expect should be there. Uh, you know, there's there's some, some brands that sell CBD products that really just don't have any CBD in them, and obviously that's bad business, not good, but if you didn't have the test data to look at, you wouldn't know, and you'd just be taking, exactly. uh, taking oil all day, and well, that might have some benefits. It's not the same as taking CBD oil, so... Yeah. Earlier you mentioned some of the things that people are doing that could potentially spoil the industry, the practices that are are less than ethical, let's say. It's going to heal this. It's the miracle drug. It's snake oil. What are some of the things to watch out for as a consumer if you hear from a company that's... Is that just one thing to watch? If a company is doing that, do you put them in a category of an unreputable company? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's, it's overall people just have to be a little bit smart about what they're paying attention to and what these brands are saying. Like if they're claiming to be a miracle drug or claiming to have an absurd amount of CBD in it and that aren't giving the background test results to what's going on or the reviews are kind of just not even existent. 
these are all things to be really careful of just because unfortunately it's it's easy to slap up a website and take photos of product and not really have a lot backing it. So you want to make sure that there's credible reviews and that you can do the testing like Matt was saying to make sure the source of the product and where it's coming from and that there aren't outlandish claims coming along with it that it's going to make you feel better immediately. Or it, You just have to be a little bit smart in terms of making sure you do your research. So, well, Taylor, thanks for being on the show. This has been fantastic. If, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you and learn more or talk to you about all the expertise that you have, how would they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think one of the best ways is either by website or by Instagram. It's Sheer Media, S-H-E-E-R, Media, and then the website's .co, and then the Instagram's just Sheer Media Co. So if anyone wants to get in touch, there's a contact page on the website, or just send us a message through Instagram, and we'll always respond within 24 hours. That's awesome. I hope we appreciate what you do for Peak City and everything that you know and do, and thanks for being on the show. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.